Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, June 24th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. It's one of the most consequential Supreme Court decisions in history. The justices have overturned Roe v. Wade, removing a right American women have had for nearly 50 years, the right to choose an abortion. The 5-4 decision is very similar to a draft opinion by Samuel Alito that leaked last month. It means states will now decide whether to allow abortion, and most will either outlaw or restrict it. In an unusual move, the dissenting opinion was written jointly by three justices, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, and concludes with this line, with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitutional protection, we dissent. Protests are taking place outside the Supreme Court. People for and against abortion have gathered outside the court building, which is surrounded by a temporary protective fence. Moments after the ruling, anti-abortion demonstrators were seen cheering, while on the other side, some women were crying. Homeland Security warned about this ruling earlier in the month, saying it could inspire violence, but the protests appear peaceful so far. Leaders in states with so-called trigger laws are reacting to the Supreme Court overruling Roe v. Wade. In Kentucky, where an abortion ban will go into effect immediately, Senator Mitch McConnell calls this a historic victory for the Constitution and the most vulnerable in our society. Nearly all abortions are now banned in Louisiana, too. The state's attorney general, Jeff Landry, said, quote, the bleeding stops now. Meanwhile, in Texas, where trigger laws will take 30 days to go into effect, Governor Greg Abbott said states now have the right to protect innocent unborn children. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi denounced the ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. She called the court radical and said it was a slap in the face to American women. This is deadly serious, but we are not going to let this pass. A woman's right to choose reproductive freedom is on the ballot in November. We cannot allow them to take charge so that they can institute their goal, which is to criminalize reproductive freedom. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas wants to apply the court's reasoning for overturning Roe to other rights, like access to contraceptives and same-sex marriage. In a concurring opinion, which is not binding on lower courts, mind you, Thomas cites three specific cases he thinks should be reconsidered. If they were overturned, states could again outlaw contraception, same-sex marriage, and sodomy. However, in his majority opinion, Justice Samuel Alito specifically says the court's decision only applies to abortion. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk about allegations that a pastor is leading a cult of influencers. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Notion, Unifor, and SalesLoft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. Webex, working for everyone. 
Donald Trump shared a poll on his social media platform, True Social, that says he would beat Ron DeSantis for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination. The Zogby poll is consistent with many others. So why did Trump highlight it now? We don't know for sure, but here's a guess. Yesterday, a poll out of New Hampshire, the first primary state, showed the Florida governor actually leading the former president in that critical primary. Neither man has formally announced he's running yet. Hey, it turns out Democrats and Republicans can actually work together, at least a little bit. Fifteen Republican senators joined all Senate Democrats to pass new gun safety legislation. It's the first major gun reform bill since the 90s. Among its provisions, it tightens background checks for people convicted of domestic violence closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. It also increases funding for mental health and school security and offers new funding for states to enact red flag laws. Next, it needs to pass the House before President Biden can sign it into law. Demand for the monkeypox vaccine is so high that a clinic in New York City is turning people away. City officials have started offering the vaccine to gay or bisexual men who've had multiple sex partners in the last couple of weeks. News spread about the vaccine via social media and a long line formed outside the clinic Thursday. There have been over 170 cases of the virus reported nationwide. A Connecticut woman will be able to sue Harvard for publishing photos of her enslaved ancestors. That's according to a Massachusetts court filing. Tamara Lanier and her family can now make a case against the university for negligent and reckless infliction of emotional distress. The ruling did acknowledge that as the owner of the photos, the university had the right to use them. Amazon is developing a feature that will allow Alexa to mimic the voice of your dead relatives. No, this isn't an episode of Black Mirror. The company unveiled the feature at an event in Las Vegas. Alexa, can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Okay. But how about my courage? Ask the lion anxiously. You have plenty of courage, I am sure, answered Oz. Alexa would only need a minute-long recording of the person to mimic their voice. The company says the feature was born out of a need for empathy during the pandemic. My co-host Rebecca Ibarra is away today, but she left us this interview. There's a tight-knit community of TikTokers represented by a group called 7M that may be more than just influencers. Friends and family members of some of these dancers accuse the group of being cult-like, and it's all led by a man named Robert Shin. Robert Shin is a bit of an enigma. Uh, some of the people who've known him best over the years still feel like they can't really get to the core of who this guy is. That's Julia Black. She's a correspondent at Insider and has been looking into allegations against Shin and his crew of influencers. 63-year-old Shin, Julia says, has had many lives. He was a doctor in Canada and practiced for seven years before coming to the States in 1992. He's been involved in real estate and Hollywood. He has produced films with the likes of Meghan Markle. But the ventures that have landed him in the news recently are his role as the pastor of a church called Shekinah and his talent management company, 7M, which represents the TikTok dancers. There's 11 of them, and they've become semi-famous online. Many of them worship together at Shekinah Church. They spend almost all their time together, film all their content together, and are very close-knit. They like to call each other brothers and sisters. 
which in a time of growing influencer popularity and TikTok content houses seemed innocuous enough. Yay! We are alive. Until this video came out on Instagram in February. Yeah, it's just a very uncomfortable topic that has been haunting us for over a year now. That's Melanie Wilking. Her sister is Miranda Derrick. She's one of the 7M influencers. Miranda, James, all these people that they're with, they're not in control of their lives. Someone else is controlling their lives, and they're all victims. Victims, Melanie says, of Robert Shin. In a 40-minute video flanked by her tearful parents, Melanie says that Miranda has become estranged from her family. It, this has literally been going on for over a year, right. but we haven't said anything because we always, well, we always had hope that she was going to come back. That's why, especially in and we the first few months, and we didn't want to embarrass her because... And it's her second birthday now. We've not been able to spend with her. And it turns out what Miranda's family says of her experience is not unique. In fact, former Shekinah members who spoke with insiders say Shin has been taking advantage of young people for decades. Here's Julia Black again. All of the former congregants I spoke with described a very controlling environment that included monitoring of their communications with their families and friends, what they could do throughout the day. It also included them reporting on each other. Julia says they send weekly emails to Robert Shin, their pastor. In which they would kind of tattletale on each other for any quote-unquote infractions. In some cases, this was taking the last slice of pizza, which made someone greedy. Using too much toilet paper was something someone got in trouble for. Sources tell Julia that Robert Shin restricts their diets. That Robert had an obsession with image and with women being thin. That way, they appear godly. And in exchange, Shin promises his congregants prosperity on earth and salvation in heaven. So yeah, I mean, it's almost like this twisted summer camp environment where like their entire day is managed by these leaders within the church. And then there are other allegations about money. In many cases, they are encouraged to give very significant amounts of their income to the church, including to Robert Shin, the pastor, directly. There's a group of parents who are concerned about uh, money that has disappeared from their children's shared bank accounts. And accusations about inappropriate massages. So various sources said that in 2007, Robert, who is a racquetball player, began to ask for massages from certain female congregants. Um, to soothe his sore muscles, but some of these women said that they showed up and found that the pastor, whom they'd come to kind of trust as a father figure, was naked and then would direct them to take their massages to an inappropriate level. They believed one woman said that he asked her to target his testicles. Another woman described being blindfolded and feeling pressured to move towards his quote-unquote center. Julia Black got in touch with her representative for both 7M and Robert Shin. The representative vehemently denies that Shin ever touched any of his congregants inappropriately and that he ever exerted control over congregants' financial or personal lives. But, Julia says, The important thing is, you know, when I speak with these friends and family members of the dancers, they're ultimately just concerned for their loved ones' well-being and want to be reconnected with them. So 
that is their hope in telling this story. They ultimately just want these people to be able to live their lives freely again, if in fact they are under the control of other people. So if you do happen to come across 7M's very enticing dance videos on TikTok, like videos from Miranda Derrick, B-Dash, Vic White, or Aubrey Fisher, just be aware that racking up views is exactly what is fueling this small empire. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Dave Smith. And Rebecca Ibarra. I'm Carrie Donahue, the executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Insider.